0: Listen to them, children of the night, what music they make. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Grindhouse Podcast. And this week, we celebrate the reason for the spooky season, the creepiest time of all, the time when the veil between the living and the dead is at its thinnest, this week, on the Grand House Podcast, we celebrate Halloween.
1: <laughs> or Sam Hain. I'm, al- I'm always reminded of uh, Tim Curry in, the, what is it, like The Littlest Witch, where he sings that song where he's, you know, he's wearing the white witch's outfit and he's singing Anything Can Happen on Halloween.
0: Is Tim Curry like the sort of the patron saint, unofficial patron saint of Halloween?
1: I would say yes, absolutely. I can't think of one man that's done more for Halloween than outside of the Heath Ledger Joker that, um, than anybody, <laughs> by the way, I, I just want to throw this out there to our listeners. If you really want to mess with people this Halloween season, be the Heath Ledger Joker.
0: Oh, that'll get <laughs> no, 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 no. If you really want to mess with people, you gotta go further back. You gotta go Cesar Romero Joker. Well, that, that is would... close enough. It's close enough to the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. But it's not.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I kind of get people thinking. Oh, you're doing the Joaquin Phoenix thing, and you're like, riddle me this, riddle me that. Oh, that would be a riddler. Well, not the riddler. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, but what you should do, what you need to do, and, and 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 I, I think for some men, you might still have enough time. You have to have the mustache underneath the the clown makeup.
1: Oh, yeah, he used to do that. that no, he wouldn't shave it. That's right. Because that it's was so funny. Because the look in the '60s, you had that mustache.
0: Yeah, and he was a Latino Joker. A lot of people don't realize that. I did not know that. Um, it's funny because uh, you know you hear stories about how like um, I don't know Heath Ledger locked himself in in a, in a hotel by himself for a month, listening to Tom Waits and scribbling in a journal to like get in the headspace of the Joker. And then you have like um, uh, Jared Leto sending dead rats and used condoms and bullets to his castmates to get in the head of the Joker.
1: Yeah, that I don't know how that's Joker related Jared Leto. I
0: don't know. That's just creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird.
1: It's just gross. And then you
0: got and then you got Cesar Romero over there who's like, "Fuck it, I'm not even shaving my mustache. Let's go." And he's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think even if you don't want to do the wrong Joker costume this year, if you do see Joaquin Phoenix Joker's out there, say the wrong quotes to him. Ask him, "I want to know how I got these scars." Ask him if they ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight or uh, why yeah. so serious.
0: Well, Listen, listen. There's only one wrong Joker that you can do. That's the Jared Leto Joker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the wrong. It's so sad too. I kind of, I I would almost have a smidgen of sympathy for him, in so much that like when you see people make, I've seen this shirt that says Joker, and it's like. It's like um, Joaquin Phoenix, and it's like Cesar Romero, and it's Jack Nicholson, and Heath Ledger, and Mark Hamill makes the list because, oh, yeah. of course, he does the voice of the Joker in many of the video games and Absolutely. the animated series. And nowhere on this list is Jared Leto's Joker. I,
1: I I think it's fair. I think he he was just such a little side part of that movie. It wasn't you know it wasn't a Batman movie. It was I think it's okay. He was just a little you know he was he was a side character.
0: He was the mumblecore of Joker. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just awful. Just terrible. Well, Matt, how's your week been this week? Uh, it's been good. It's been a little crazy. I
1: put I put some fun Halloween decorations up. I got this three D printed cool. glow in the dark Pac Man ghosts, and uh, you remember those ghosts in Mario Brothers that when you look at them, they stop and. Oh, yeah, yeah. The,
0: they were like, they, they had a funny name, like Boo something. Yeah. It's like a pun a, on Boo or something.
1: I got a bunch of those hanging up in the front yard, too. And boobies so. or something like that. <laughs> Probably Boobies, yeah, that sounds
0: right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's been good. How about you? Busy, busy week. So, um, I think since the last we spoke, I went to go see The Killing Joke. Nice. Uh, came to the band, The Killing Joke, Love Like Blood. Fantastic band. They, they came through LA, and they played, and... They're just so good. They're still so good live, you know. So influential on in bands that came out of the '90s, like Nine Inch Nails and Ministry and what have you. And then some band called Tool or something closed for them. I don't know. I stayed for about half that. But Killing Joke was fantastic. And then, um, and then I, I've been in Utah pretty much most of the week. I we, we have a, the series that I'm working on. I was doing a location scout. Half of our shoot's going to be out in Utah. So I've been out trucking around in the mountainsides and the snows while California is apparently ablaze. It's a, little bit of a, a little bit of a shock to my system coming back.
1: Yeah, I was going to tell you, I forgot, but uh, there's a comedy um, show in Utah you can catch called uh, Latter-day Night Live. Okay. And uh, it's a Mormon-themed sketch comedy, and uh, I just I just found out about it, and I was going to send you that, but it was too late when I found out you are already on your way back. But
0: oh, this is brilliant. Well, I'll be there in December, so you remind me <laughs> yeah. closer to December, and I'll definitely go into that. <laughs> yeah, it
1: sounds like a real freak show, man.
0: Um, and then last night, you know, last, I flew back into Los Angeles last night, um, and I had bought tickets to, uh, you, I don't know if you're familiar, Quentin Tarantino owns a theater here in Los Angeles, very close to where I live, called the New Beverly Cinema. And it's an old school movie theater, single single screen, and everything is played in 35 millimeter. Glorious nice. 35 yes. millimeter, unless otherwise noted as 16 millimeter. Well, that sounds fantastic. So last night, yeah, so last night I went and watched the double feature of this podcast's namesake, Grindhouse, as directed by Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. That's a good one.
1: I, I what's your favorite part of that? Is it? Are you a uh, death proof guy, or are you a um, what's what is uh, what is uh, Robert Rodriguez's one? It's uh, Planet Terror. Planet Terror. That's right. I never thought that title was very fitting, uh, but yeah. Which, well, which here, one do you so, prefer? Funny
0: story. Yeah, so funny story about that. So I think that I mean I love them both, and it really kind of depends on what kind of mood I'm in. But I think I think that last night reaffirmed my original feeling on the movie, which was that. Planet Terror is the one that speaks to me more. A, it's heavily John Carpenter-influenced. It's very bombastic. And a funny story about the title. So the original script for 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 Rodriguez's version was Project Terror, which they allude to in the movie. And he was sitting there thinking, he was like, what would a Grindhouse movie do? Well, a Grindhouse movie would utilize everything it had to make the movie look bigger and bolder than it really was. And so Project Terror became Planet Terror, even though it has nothing to do with that. It just sounds bigger. And if you if you think about what it would look like on a movie poster, Planet Terror just seems grander, more grandiose. And so that's why he called it Planet versus Project Terror, which I just think is so fitting. And it's got such an underrated cast. I mean, yeah. this is when Josh Brolin was just starting to like, this is, I think, pre No Country for Old Men. Michael Parks is in it playing Earl McGraw, a role that he has done and uh from dusk till dawn various tarantino film i mean just top to bottom you had you know, jeff fahey and you had michael bean and just this who's who rose mcgowan just this who's who of cool people Freddie Freddie rodriguez who many people might remember from um can't hardly wait and i think he did some tween show in the 90s right what was his what was Freddie rodriguez's sort of claim to fame do you even remember
1: Freddie rodriguez are you talking about uh freddy prince jr
0: no, 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 no. Freddie Rodriguez oh, okay. was uh, a port. I think he's. He was a Hispanic actor who had some small roles in the late '90s, and uh, he's not a very. He's not a big statured guy as you think about most sort of heroes, and Robert Rodriguez makes him look like a complete and total badass in this film, just doing flips off walls and. Yeah, he's. You know, his name is El Ray, right? Something like name, that, is it? He's El yeah. Rey, Ray's wreckage. That's right. Are you? Who are you, Ray? Ray's wreckage are you a wrecker Ray? It's so great. The whole thing is just ridiculous. It's, I mean, it's awesome. And, it, and especially because if you look at Grindhouse house is more of a horror film. Yeah. It, not that, not that, not that Death proof doesn't have horror elements, but it, I mean, it's, it hits the nail right in the head. If you're like getting ready for that spooky season finale, it's a, it's a good way to sort of kick the week off.
1: Yeah. I definitely feel of the two that planet terror is the one that I would watch again, uh, any time, because Death Proof, though I was really impressed with it when I first saw it, uh, watching it again, it, kind of some weird shit happens in that movie. Like, I don't, like, How well, so? like, uh, they got uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead dressed like a cheerleader, and uh, there's a part where they have, they've got to borrow that car from that guy and they just kind of give him their friend, like they just imply, like, yeah, she'll have sex with you or something. I, I don't. It's you know, what I mean, it's kind of like implied. Like, if you let us borrow your car, well, you can borrow our friend, who's like well, sleeping. Yeah, and they just sort of.
0: Well, they definitely, <laughs> they, they definitely, they definitely sort of, um, uh, tricked the, the They worked the guy to thinking that that would maybe occur. Well, I mean, there's no, we don't know what occurred no because
1: they never went back for her, either. <laughs> They're like everything resolves itself, I mean, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead is just. There at the mechanics, whoever he is, out in the middle of nowhere. Maybe that's another horror film for another day. But.
0: Maybe that maybe maybe that was his you gotta assume that someone like Tarantino who's pretty buttoned up with this stuff, maybe he intentionally left it that way, thinking, We'll do a second grind house and I'll pick up where I left off and it'd be it follow her character being chased by this creepy mechanic. Maybe like a uh will spit on your grave esque horror movie. Well either
1: way if that is the case it kind of turns the protagonists of the first film into the uh, unseen villains of the second because they're the ones that left her there all tired and unaware.
0: I mean it was it was probably a, a, a error in judgment on their part. I don't <laughs> think they actually meant that she would get hurt. They probably thought this guy's just a little bit of a perv and he'll yeah. maybe maybe he'll just sort of ogle her from afar but I don't think they would assume that danger, especially given the context of like the second half of his movie where it's very like female empowering. I don't. I don't assume that uh, they 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 expected anything any harm to come to their. So friend. She's
1: probably safe because she's a karate superstar, just like the rest of them. So they don't have to worry. It about could be. Her. Yeah. That, okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough.
0: Yeah. But she's an actress, right? She's supposed to be supposed to play an actress, and so she's probably done some roles, you know, that that required her to learn some like Kit yun or or uh, kung fu, maybe, you know. So. Don't judge a book by its cover, man. She's a she's a, she's a deadly assassin. All right. Good enough. Good enough. So, so that was my so that's my week and and I thought, you know, this week again, it's the when this gets released, it's the week of Halloween. People are making plans. People are probably going out this weekend while we're recording. And we thought it would be kind of cool to focus on some of our favorite Halloween-y things. And one of the things I was going to ask you was you know, we talked about last week and we made a vow on the show for you, by, on my fortieth, on the Halloween following my fortieth birthday, to to go as a panda. Yes. For Halloween, but I thought let's not just look to the future. Let's look back a little bit. What are some of your favorite Halloween costumes that you've you've ever had?
1: Oh, some of the ones I've done. So, uh, let's see. Uh, some of my big hits have been. Uh, let's see. A couple of years ago, I was rap music Jesus. So I had kind of like a run DMC mixed with a son of God kind of thing going on. That was pretty cool. Okay. Um, Yeah. That sounds pretty dope. I think my favorite one and uh, one that I still wear sometimes. Wait, is
0: that, is is that, is Were you kind of like the new Kanye album?
1: Dad, I don't know. I'm not cool
0: enough to know that reference. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's done some sort of gospel (laughs) album or something. I don't know. I just saw it on. on I think the closest
1: thing is if you watch the most recent season of preacher, uh, there's a part where Jesus Christ himself puts on the, uh, puma jumpsuit and the adidas and he starts breaking for his dad for god to impress him and it was that yeah it was almost like a direct copy of the costume i did years ago so that was kind of neat
0: so you're saying you're saying that preacher ripped you off Yeah, maybe yeah if
1: they follow me on instagram a couple of years ago they may have got some ideas uh but that that was a good one and the, my other favorite one is um when i went as doom 2 uh my favorite video game too nice, nice. that was really fun i just made uh just as the rock
0: huh? You dressed as a no, rock? No, not
1: doing the movie. No, I made I made like a <laughs> a computer monitor that went over my head, and um, it had like the interface in the front with a shotgun aimed right at my face, and it was black. And I, I have like like you put it on, and it has horns inside, so you kind of become one of the demons when you wear it, and you're oh, in really the cool. video game. Yeah, I'll, maybe we'll get like a picture of that on the Instagram or something to show people what I'm talking about. It's kind of hard Very to explain cool. the uh, audio, but yeah,
0: yeah, we'll post it on our Instagram. Go to at Grindhouse. On at grindhouse podcast on on Instagram and we'll post a photo of Matt as the Doom Two TVD. Yeah, man.
1: maybe even rap rap music Jesus. If you're if we if oh we let's can do find all of it.
0: Let's just do like a slideshow if we could find our Good costumes. Idea. Yeah, look. Yeah, well, there yeah. we
1: go. All right. Uh, what about you? What you got, man?
0: Well, so I I was thinking about like some of my favorite costumes and um uh, for years I was kind of going as Jack Sparrow. It was kind of my go to costume, but I thought there are really three costumes that at least currently stand out to me as being some of my favorites for various reasons and um. The first one is sort of, last year my fiancé and I, we went as uh, sort of uh, demon gods. You know, we were just sort of our own characters. And really what it was, it was a mismatch of several pieces from various other Halloween costumes and some makeup. So like a a couple years prior, I'd gone as Jon Snow. So I had this Jon Snow cape. and So I sort of put that on. And then I had um, uh, another year I went as Pan. We all know how much I love Pan. And I had these pan horns and I put those on and then so sort of we did up our makeup in such a way that sort of made us look like these, like we're not quite Cinnabites, but we're sort of probably like we could have stepped out of some sort of like goth band music video at the, the mid nineties. We looked like kind of fit in there. I think I've posted. I mean, oh yeah. If you look at our logo, that's, that's me as the sort of demon God. Yeah. You know, you've got the, you've got the bloody eyes and I'm like the demon God thing. So there's that costume. That was really I, fun. It was our first Halloween. costume. I, I just together. thought
1: you guys were just being Satanists. That, 'cause i, that's what I you, like uh they I saw this photo a while back when they were remember when they had that Satan statue they were gonna put it in the uh city hall in uh oh yeah what, o- Oklahoma mat? City or something, and uh yeah yeah, yeah. And they had the unveiling and uh yeah there there was this great photo of all the people outside, and I swear there's someone with the black uh lower half of the face like you had and the horns. Uh,
0: it, oh, really? I mean, I don't, it was sort of one part corpse makeup, one part sort of Blade Runner. One part just like what do we have around here? Let's just toss some stuff on, and it totally worked. So um, I may, I may double down on that and do some version of that again this year. So that was really cool because it was it was uh, Ophelia and I's first Halloween together, so it's sort of a special oh, moment. Yeah. And then, I think the costume just looks cool. Uh, and, and then, and then attaching to a, another fun Halloween was mm-hmm. when I went as that sort of Raven guy. You remember that? you so for those who don't know matt came to la a couple of years back and actually stayed in an airbnb just down the street from my house and we went to this sort of like i don't know exactly what you call it sort of like a a a, a pop-up warehouse goth party oh yeah, thing. You yeah remember that? That, was a, that
1: was fun that was a fun night a lot of good 80s music uh yeah, yeah that's cool yeah I, dancing.
0: Was, uh, I think i'm pretty sure Dos bunker was djing and um Pretty is appropriately part sort of centrally dark, I guess would be a good way to sort of put it. And so I had bought this sort of raven mask that I just seen in the Halloween store. So I put like a cloak over the top of it and a hood, and it was a bit eyes wide shut esque. But just because that was such a fun. That was a fun Halloween. Hang out with my buddy. Like that was really cool. That was a cool costume. It was a fun. And the fun eyes wide shut. That was a favorite I mean, of mine. That was
1: appropriate because there was all kinds of uh, like torture shows going on there. Uh, if you went to the back of the warehouse, yeah. you could see uh, women whipping each other and playing with different right. uh, lubrications. It, it was. It's not, it wasn't as quite as quite as saucy as it sounds, yeah. But it was it was still, yeah, it was it, cool. <laughs> it,
0: it, but um, and then and then this might be at the very very top of my list, and I don't remember if you were there or not. You might have been, but one year, and I can't even remember if this was in Corpus or in Austin. I went to this Old Greg. Do you remember that? Oh
1: yeah, that was. And you, had, you even had to, where you could lift the skirt, and the light came out from under. Yeah, I had the mandragna.
0: So I gotta paint the photo for everyone. So. If if those of you who don't know the Mighty Boosh and who old Greg is, immediately pause this podcast, YouTube, The Legend of Old Greg. You're welcome. So Greg is a merman with scaly seaweed hair, green scaly face. um, uh, uh, He had a Cesar Romero-esque mustache under his makeup, uh, but also a a sort of a shiny lame jacket and a tutu. And um, when he would lift his tutu, his his mangina, his words, not mine, would flash. Would light would emanate from his mangina and bathe Howard Moon in all of its glory. So what I did was I got sort of a headlamp, and I and I stretched out the the strap for it so it could work sort of as a belt, and it sat underneath the tutu. And so when I lifted the tutu, I would simultaneously flick the switch, so then the light would shine out from my yeah, sort of like
1: a magical. Funk rock sea monster, I guess is how I would describe old Greg. Yeah, that,
0: yeah, exactly. He has the yeah. funk. And he's he drunk on just
1: straight Baileys all the time. Baileys? Just, yeah.
0: Just... Baileys, drinking Baileys from <laughs> yeah, a shoe? That's right. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's fantastic. So look that up. It's great. It's weird. We like weird here. Um, speaking of Tusk ratings, Mighty Boosh gets five. I also Tusk had a
1: Mighty Boosh easily. costume, didn't I? I remember that now. Yeah, I was uh, the, the uh, jazz fusion guitarist Rudy Van DeSagno. I had the oh, that's the right purple either. robe of the psychedelic monks and a styrofoam guitar and a big afro with a door in it. Uh, yeah, that was a big... Right, right. These are the kind of costumes that they look great, but only like two people that you see all night are going to know what you are.
0: Yeah, exactly. But yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> I remember it that night that you were old, Greg. Great.
1: I was Alice Cooper. And that was a that was a oh, fun costume, right. but he had a hit song in the 90s called Hey Stupid. It's kind of been lost in the ether by now. And, it, you know, everybody knows like 18 and school's out. But Hey Stupid was the one with the right. kids. And uh, poison. all the meatheads on 6th Street seemed to just know that one song. So I got yelled, Hey Hey Stupid, oh. a lot when I was walking around. Uh, and it was, you know, it jars you for a second. And then you realize they're kind of trying to be cool. And you're, oh, okay, yeah, right
0: on. So, Matt, you know, we talked about last week you going as a panda – for uh the halloween following my 40th birthday. But I I actually think we should do something kind of special for our fans. Okay, wh- what are we going to do? I'm thinking well I'm thinking like let's say a year from now you and I we do a live podcast. We talked about doing it for our 50th episode, but but what about next halloween? You and I do a live podcast and we go as the Mighty Boosh. Yeah, all right. Yeah.
1: Maybe that would be good. Uh, maybe there'd be something more relevant and current. We could go. No. Oh. No. Okay. okay. No. The mighty Boosh. You got great hair out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I'll get a get a wig. Ha- doesn't. I don't really do long hair that well anymore.
0: You could do it still. Uh, it's don't, fine. No, I, don't, I
1: I get like a uh, creepy <laughs> Nicolas Cage thing going on when I grow my hair out long and. Uh,
0: yeah, that's Howard Moon, man.
1: Oh, I see. I see.
0: Uh, yeah, Howard Moon. I'll go as yeah okay i gotta lose about 100 pounds but i think i could do that between now and then <laughs> is that how
1: costumes work you have to actually like physically alter alter your body to be a costume i, I don't i don't think that... yes
0: it's like i take halloween very seriously it's like christian bell <laughs> you know i've got to lose i lose a whole bunch of weight i'm gonna start sending you strange vince noir like things like sparkly lame costumes and gary newman albums just really kind of put myself in the headspace yeah, and you're one
1: of those guys that does something that i've never agreed with i i have kind of a rule against this on halloween but you don't you think this is important you're one of the guys that does the impression of the costume you 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 <laughs> whatever you are you walk around doing the voice you're, you, you say the catchphrases oh. like that's your thing
0: so for those for those of you who don't know i go very uh, daniel day lewis on <laughs> halloween and and for day's up leading up to and and following you can't refer to me as dave you 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 will only refer to me as character one year i went as Jon snow and i knew nothing i
1: I hate it it's like you see a hunter s thompson coming up to you and you know hey how's it going greg and then they're just like oh hey and you're like oh god dang it never mind i don't awesome i talk about people that do the no don't i'm gonna say it man matt's rule for halloween don't do the voice of the costume it's it's way funnier if you're just yourself but you look like someone else no. but if you're i mean no impressions i'm going to oh. double
0: down this is dave's this is dave's rule from halloween you go 100% <laughs> you go full costume okay go full costume in fact when you go as a panda bear I expect nothing but just like guttural screams coming from you the whole
1: night. <laughs> I don't think it's even accurate for panda bears. You're thinking like a yeah. grizzly bear. Um, well, just eat some eucalyptus. What about seeds? another? Do you have any advice for this for our, for me and for our listeners? Because this is something I deal with, especially uh, since I become an adult and the Halloween festivities have changed a bit. Um, you get right. the, you get those costumes that they block your mouth. You know, like they're are like a mask and you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Someone hands you a beer. You gotta, you lift the mask up. Do you get a straw? I mean, what, what do you, what do you have? What kind of advice do you have for people who want to, want to enjoy some libations on Halloween, but they, but they got the costume and it's in the way.
0: Well, listen, I know it's bad for the fish, but they have uh, reusable ones. Now, it, it, a straw is your Just best. Just get friend. a straw. Yes. Yeah. yeah that was one year. I think it was the same year as the Raven, the, the Ravens sort a of character. I, I also had a crimson ghost mask and, uh, walked around and, and there's no, there's no mouth hole. So it was like trying to feed a straw up underneath the mask so I could never break a character and have a sip of my my adult beverage. Uh, so it's tough. You got to pick your costumes carefully. I mean, I don't know what to say. I think it's important not to break, break the mystery. So, so you could, here's, here's some tips if you don't want to break. If you're like me, you want to go full character on Halloween, but you don't, you don't want to break the, co- the character, but you also want to have a drink. Uh, sneak away to a dark corner. <sighs> So that no one sees you lift your mask and have a drink then. Um, Sneaking away,
1: one. doing like that's three one. shots at a time and coming back. And
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, get a mask with a hinge on it. See, so you got a hinge at the jaw so you can open your mouth and and drink and eat normally. Um, and then face paint is always a good option as well. Skip the mask altogether and and paint your face How up. How about
1: something like a, a clear plastic tube that goes you know, down through the neck of the mask and, and under your shirt and then out the sleeve. So you can kind of magically just empty cups without pulling them to your face at all. You're just, you know, it's like you're just holding a cup in your hand and it's just draining slowly.
0: I I, I like that idea, but I'm going to I'm going to add to okay. it. OK, do you remember the movie Critters? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a great film.
0: Was it Critters? Critters is the little uh, oh, a- alien no, monsters actually, that look like balls with no. teeth. Yeah, so the aliens that come, the bounty hunters that come to get yeah. them. This is not the. I'm thinking of a different. What is the? What's that horror sci-fi movie where like a bounty hunter comes down to Earth and he's got this like crystal spike that comes out from his like from his forearm and he like takes people's brain fluid. Do you remember that? That
1: sounds amazing, but no, I I don't remember that.
0: It's so great. I'm gonna find that. Pause. All right, pausing the show. (laughs) And shivers down your spine Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and Seal your doom tonight Spooky, scary skeletons Speak with such a screech You'll shake and shudder in surprise When you hear these zombie shrieks well, listen. I tried to I tried to look up what this this alien with his little spiky claw thing is, and all I could find was the the bug from Starship Troopers. Same same okay. thing though.
1: Yeah, that's. It sounded like he think, he has a tube that can suck. So does he? Does this alien try to suck brains specifically, or is he just kind of whatever he can get?
0: If I, for uh, someone, please listen who listens to podcasts and can think he can knows what I'm actually talking about. I, I seem to remember him coming to Earth, and he's got this little like clear looking spike that comes out from his forearm and he jams it in the back of people's heads. And then he like takes their brain fluid. Like uh, it's it's got some value of some sort. Maybe it's a, it's a black market drug or something to that effect. What about uh, species where
1: that lady could, um, if you had sex with that alien lady, she would sort of shrivel you up like a, like a prune. Is that what you're thinking of?
0: Well, that's more sort of a play on the sort of the, the succubus mythology. You know, um, this was this. I'm gonna find this. I'm gonna find this. I'm gonna post a photo of this on our Instagram at House right. Podcast. But it's cool, and I think that that's what you do. You sort of build it into your costume, some sort of spiky thing that can retract and and come out and you jam it into the drink, and you just you know absorb. Oh the yeah. Drink.
1: Well, too bad nobody knows what movie you're talking about because that would be a great costume. You could be the space bounty hunter guy that drinks through his hand.
0: I could also be have this. Could also have just been some weird dream I had. Well, either way. That, you let us know guys that's your possible future anyway.
1: costume I like it
0: so what what does every great Halloween party need outside of cool costumes that's one part that's your part of it but if you're the party host you gotta you gotta you gotta once once the people arrive there's certain things that you've got to provide now one of them is is some nice beverages for to quench one's thirst um snacks snacks are always important a little bit of Halloween candy but but I think there's one other thing that I, that really defines the difference between Everyone's sitting around watching, you know, the TNT Monster Vision Marathon versus a real kick-ass party.
1: Okay, yeah. You got to have some music. You got to have some, uh, some Halloween have some music. music.
0: That's right. That's right. And I think that we should talk about – we talk about movies a lot. We love movies. But you know what? We also love music and what – you know, not just watching horror movies. I mean, horror movies are great up until Halloween. But if you're at a party, you don't, you don't want to be at that party. We've all been there, yeah. right? party where it's just a bunch of dudes sitting around in costumes like just on the couch just watching movies nothing else is happening it's lame no one wants to spend halloween like that
1: but, but movies can be your friend in this category because a lot of the i think a lot of the greatest halloween songs come from movie soundtracks
0: absolutely and, and i'll start one off right off the bat my favorite halloween song of all time is science fiction double feature picture show from the Rocky Horror Picture fantastic Show. Fantastic
1: song. I prefer Creature of the Night myself. Oh, That's, that's nice. a good Halloween song. But yeah, anything from the Rocky Horror.
0: Creature of the Night. Creature of the Night. <laughs> 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 touch, 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 touch me. Yeah, I think the song is actually called Touch Me. But, but uh, uh, Is yes. it called Touch Me? It,
1: oh, well, I, I like that.
0: Yeah. Touch or Touch Me.
1: That, that's a,
0: with the beautiful Susan Sarandon. Yeah,
1: fantastic performance. Great song. Perfect for Halloween. Uh, I like, yeah, I like this idea. Keep it kind of lively in the glam rock, punk rock field there. Um, so I'm going to say, uh, Dickies straight off the, uh, killer clowns from outer space soundtracks, killer clowns from out of, nice. out of space, as some people call the film
0: out of space. Um, but yeah, the killer clowns, no more space the killer
1: clowns theme song. That's a great one. And, uh, Dickies do some other stuff like, uh, the G- gigantor theme song, you know, stuff like that. It's just like a lot of fun to have. Punk bands singing, uh, like, theme songs from
0: cartoons or movies. Uh, 100%. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about punk bands doing songs about horror movies, I think I think we would be doing a, an injustice if we didn't, you know, mention the most well-known and greatest punk band, band period, that does sort of horror music, the Misfits. Yeah,
1: got to have some Misfits in there. But, you know, the fun ones. You're going to want to have, yeah, you know, uh, like, hybrid moments. Horror biz. And, what's that?
0: Horror, Horror business.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of good stuff for misfits there. Cause uh, I wouldn't, I know they have a song called Halloween, but I feel like you're not going to really have people out on the dance floor when you play that song or, and, they, and this is one, it's one of those rare songs that has a sequel. And uh, I yeah, Halloween don't too? play the sequel.
0: <laughs> it's great. But it, but so, okay, listen, you play the sequel towards the end of the party when everyone has broken off into different rooms and maybe one of those rooms, someone's passing a law around something that's totally legal, some, some legal California crop that might be the appropriate time to listen to Halloween too, but not before.
1: Okay. That. All right. So yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. And, and
0: listen, and listen, underrated, but equally as good in a completely different way is the revived misfits with Michael Graves as a singer. And, and I would argue, at least for my age, like when I, I, I discovered misfits, the Glenn Danzig and the Michael Graves version virtually at the same time yeah. but because the misfits were touring with michael graves at the time there's a little uh, there's a lot more nostalgia attached with that version i mean the the album american psycho in particular you know which is which is based off the movie with christian bell uh it just has a banger after banger of great horror track fun energetic it just reminds me of long drives with my buddies in a cadillac driving to different shows you know it's, it's just there's a, I have a lot of a, I have a lot of a warmth and attachment to that album and that time period.
1: Yeah, that's, it, it was good stuff. Uh, Graves is a weirdo, but uh, but they all are. Everybody, every everybody in the Misfits they're eventually all, became. Glenn Danzig is weirdos, also a weirdo, but, but yeah, still good music. And by weirdos, we don't mean they look funny. We mean they're basically conservatives now that vote for Trump and stuff. So that's a thing. like well, t- talk yeah, about Graves Jesus for sure. I, don't, I, don't, <laughs>
0: so. I imagine Glenn doesn't vote. Period, but he has some. He's, yeah, he's weird in his own ways. He's he's like, he's, He's misanthropic. Still, he doesn't hey, like anyone. I still think
1: Linda Danzig's cool, though. I don't care. Oh, he's I, I was. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely when I cool. saw him on a uh, Portlandia recently. It, I got a kick out of it. I loved it. Tell him the Tell him the hey, goth guy. Hey, Did you, you see that? Talk- where was telling the goth guy how to enjoy yeah. the beach. That was fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's fucking genius. Good stuff. And 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 listen, we talked about his movie Veronica a few episodes back. You know, he took that in good stride. People have a varied opinions on on that as a as a directorial debut, but you know. He's still out there touring it, doing Misfits original shows. Just sold out Madison Scare Garden. He's pretty. He's doing pretty well. Madison
1: Scare Garden. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So moving on. uh, There's a punk band called the Groovy Ghoulies, named after the cartoon of the same name, and uh, they got a lot of cool, like scary, fun songs. And they're just, yeah, it's like really fun music. Uh, I don't know. I I feel like there should be some more dancey stuff though. Like, what's what? What what do you got for like electronic music that to dance to? You know, new wave.
0: Oh, let me think about that. Well, I mean, listen. I think there's a a good amount of Depeche Mode yeah. that works really nicely during Halloween. Oh um, yeah, you could go with a Strange Love, even though it's if, even though it's not directly about ghouls or ghosts. There's like a central darkness and danger that's sort of attached with it. Um, you could go with Master and Servant. You could go with uh, even Personal Jesus. Uh, and, and And I would say that if you're going to put together a cool horror soundtrack, then maybe – or a Halloween soundtrack, rather, you, you would do the Marilyn Manson cover of Personal Jesus. If you want to make it – if you want to just turn the creep factor up a notch or two. I like
1: that. And – of course, you can never go wrong with goth. Uh, you got just some, some Bauhaus, right. some alien sex fiends, some Sisters of Mercy. Uh, they're going oh, to have some great. fun. Typo negative. Yeah, some type of negative songs. Uh, I could I could get down to a few of those. Yeah, you, you got to keep things moving. You don't want to get too gloomy with your Halloween soundtrack. You don't want to slow things down, but yeah.
0: Now what, what, now, what happens when you're in the mood to – maybe you're not really in the mood to dance. Maybe you're in the car. And uh, you, you're you're not feeling the slow stuff. You you've had a long day. You're a bit you're a bit cranky, maybe. You just gotta you gotta get some energy out. You gotta get some some aggression out. But you but you want to keep it folly. You wanna you wanna tap into that fall season, and you need an aggressive band to help you get there. And I think there's just one band to do that, and that's AFI's All Hollows EP, and the title track or the the first track off the album Fall Children.
1: Okay. Yeah, AFI was. They're, they did some good stuff.
0: They did a lot of All good right. stuff. What are you hemming no, and you about? Nothing, man. It's
1: cool, man. It's cool. All
0: right. <laughs> they, they have great Halloween. It's a third season. Uh, yeah. God caught in sick today. All right. So. Their cover of Halloween. Got, hey, I, I'm cool. They're cool, man. It's a good band.
1: They're pretty cool. Matt, why aren't you a melting boy? Is that a thing? Their fans are called melting yes. boys.
0: Oh, jeez. No, it's a lyric oh, okay. from a song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Matt, Matt. Oh yes, Matt. Well, my whole life is a dark room. Is that a lyric of theirs? One big, dark.
1: That's Beetlejuice. Room. Uh,
0: it is. They 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 uh, did it in a track. Of course they did. Well, <laughs> MCR, My Chemical Romance. Welcome to the Black Parade. What are you doing? Okay. That's a great. I that's think we've great. gotten
1: music covered. We're getting into some deep ends I, here that I don't know if I can go to with you. Um,
0: you're, you're, you're a closet MCR fan. So
1: what, what else do we need? Oh, we, we promised these people some spooky stories today.
0: Uh, that's true. That's true. We're not just here to talk about cool soundtracks, which I think what I may do is maybe, Matt, you could send me some of your favorite halloween tracks and i'll throw some of my favorite halloween tracks and maybe we'll do a little spotify play oh, yeah. throw that up on our instagram how would that sound for everyone that you know not everyone has has their their an in, in intimate knowledge of great halloween songs like welcome to the black parade so we'll do the work for you we'll do the heavy liftings we'll put together some good songs that you can throw in you can impress all your friends sounds like you
1: might need to skip a few tracks but uh we'll try to keep it no way <laughs> Would you like to uh, share a spooky story? I'm I'm really looking forward to that part of the show.
0: So uh, I, I this, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So so I was trying to think about you know I, I had such a bit. If I'm just being honest, I had such a busy week. The idea of sort of like crafting a spooky story was a bit tough, but but I was thinking, um, you know, growing up, growing up in Hispanic neighborhoods, there's a there's a weird mixture of like you're raised Catholic, which in and of itself has some kind of weird mysticism attached to it. But there's also this sort of leftover esoteric um, beliefs like the ojo, right. for example, the evil eye. You know, I've had and I've, I've witnessed my aunt rub an egg on someone's forehead because she felt like they had the evil eye. And, um, you know, Levin- legends of lebluhad, you know, the witch who is generally speaking, just some elderly lady that lives down the street, who maybe has too many cats, house smells a bit funny. Um, but I remember there was a story that my uncle told me when I was a kid and there's not a lot to it. So it it may not translate, but but he was telling us at one time. So in, in where we grew up, I don't know, Matt, if I don't remember if your house was like this, but we we grew up the, the, the dirt, the ground is, has a lot of clay in it. So oftentimes the homes to avoid their foundations cracking will be up on like a, a two foot stilt so to speak. So there's a little crawl space underneath houses typically. And, um, when you're a kid, it's like the coolest and creepiest part of your entire house because, you know, you might be able to pry a board away and crawl underneath there and you bury your toys, but it's all in darkness and cats and rodents and stuff tend to go there. So there's odd smells and fur and, you know, whatever kill they had. So my uncle was telling me once that he was down there digging around and, uh, he felt some movement in the darkness. Then he looked. And he didn't see anything. So they're starting to get a little creeped out. And he's going back to doing whatever he was doing down there. And then he felt some more rustling. And some more movement in the darkness. He looked again. And he just saw saw nothingness. Right? And then all of a sudden two red eyes opened. From within the darkness. And he swears that this this sort of creature. This hunched dark pitch black creature with bright red eyes started crawling and sort of uh, lumbering towards him very quickly and so he, he immediately scooted himself out from underneath the house and you know that was it that was the story but it, it creeped me out my entire childhood and kind of kept me from ever going underneath there because I was afraid like the the creature under the house could could come and could get me
1: and That yeah well that would be terrifying um, I uh, I've never seen a a creature, or, or been, but but yeah, I mean, when you're a kid, you think you really saw something like that, or do you think, uh, you know, who h- knows? how old did he say he was? I mean, was listen, that?
0: this is also, uh how old was I? I was probably five or six or seven, something like that. He was probably teenager, you know, or pre preteen. Okay. So he
1: so he you wasn't know? like so super young when this happened. He was,
0: no, he, huh. if if it happened at all, but I do have the preface that this was also the uncle who one time. Took a uh, green hot sauce and told me that it was and, and made a peanut butter and green hot sauce sandwich, and told me that it was green jelly and for me to eat it. Yeah. So he could have also just been taking a the piss bit, out of me. A little me. bit of a joke, but it was creepy and nevertheless, know. and it was very oh, Well It's creepy,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm sure uh, having someone you trust tell you that there's a creature with red eyes under your house that's gonna make you think twice about going under there.
0: Absolutely. Uh, well,
1: what about you? Have you have you ever Did seen you, anything unexplainable or?
0: See, I've never seen anything unexplainable, but I have felt things, right? Like I'll go through periods of time, for example, where I w- I'll drop things, knock things, run into things constantly. It's it's almost as though there's just something, like a gremlin, right? Like just just messing with me, and it'll last for it'll last for a couple of days and. I can't attach it to any one thing. It's like it's not that I'm sort of like super tired. I'm just being sloppy or careless. It just seems like there'll be this this sort of moment of time, like a wind passing through the space, wherein anything that I try to do just seems to get made intentionally more difficult, in in just sort of a mischievous way. Um, Besides that, the only other thing that I've sort of witnessed—again, this might just be my older cousins and uncles messing with me—is one time they they played with the Ouija board the 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 classic ouija board and my and my cousin andrea like rolled her eyes back and was speaking in tongues and was just generally acting really like strange and again my 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 uncle and my cousins are about six years older than us so still young but old enough from us as kids that that everything they tell us we believe but again beyond that it's hard to say whether or not they were just messing with us youngsters
1: sounds like they were to me um or she yeah. was possessed <laughs> or, or she was possessed
0: by the under the house uh, creature. yeah
1: could be could could be that uh under the house creature obsessed your cousin i uh i don't know man i um obviously i don't know i wasn't there you? but uh, what about me
0: yeah. What about you? Have you ever had a, a dalliance with the dark side? I mean,
1: I've okay. I have seen uh, something that I can't explain, but it's it's really boring. Like this is not like a Ooh, this creature. Like this is just like like
0: magnetism. I can't
1: explain that. Like magnetism. Like magnets. Like magnets. Like magnets. Yeah. <laughs> How do they work? <laughs> this was as confusing as whoop, magnets, whoop. Uh, based on the popular song by the Insane Clown Party. Um, so yeah, I know. Uh, so uh, they. Uh, so basically. You remember you remember a few years back I was living in that old cabin in the woods uh, like like yeah. literally like I was living in like the setting to a yeah, horror let me,
0: film. Let me, let me take a moment because you're not doing the audience any justice here. Let me let me paint the picture. So Matt is a brilliant artist, and as all brilliant artists, they had an idea to sort of isolate themselves from <laughs> yeah, the world. That's right. So so Matt moved out about I don't know an hour outside of Austin, forty minutes out yeah, of Austin, just about yeah, in the middle of nowhere, in this little creepy cabin type spot it was, it was charming like three it was like two rooms and a shed and it was just it looked it Paradise. looked like it was uh, <laughs> yeah it was it was cool it, it had like sort of a an adult clubhouse sort of feel to it you know like when you were a kid and you found some abandoned spot except you were a, a grown man and living there and uh there wasn't anything around for miles miles just just like if you imagine the movie deliverance this is where Matt was. Look, so
1: carry on. Just, yeah, some some called it creepy. Some, some called it spooky. But I, I, to me, it was just this cute little cottage. I I really enjoyed being out there. But uh, it 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 was definitely isolated and uh, quiet. And there were there were some. It was it, it was a very old house. It was built in the 30s. And there were things there that nobody knew where they came from it was a woman in her 90s had been renting this thing out for decades and it was about a right. it was about a half mile from where she lived so she never went over that way so there were just like bits of yard furniture things in the barn you know just just things crack, like crack
0: scorpions no
1: like old spiders, old farm equipment furniture i mean just like just weird ghosts, stuff uh, coils of barbed wire heads. sure I mean bones, yeah, there were bones, animal bones, yeah, but nice. yeah. Uh but one of the things was this uh really and I still have it. It was this really cool um egg-shaped uh steel chair. You, you know what I'm talking about? It, does that yeah, sound? Yeah, yeah it's okay. like a the, the kind of like a basket chair, I guess you would say, made out of made yeah, out of yeah, metal yeah. and it hung from the tree and uh no one knew where it came from. Uh, it had just always been there. And, uh, and I it know was, it was so cool man, of them to man. let me take it when I moved out, uh, and so I still have it in my backyard. It hangs from my, my tree in my backyard now. But this thing looks old. I mean, it's like it's got to be like 80 years old or something, man. It's it's an antique, and uh, it's a little rusted, but but it still works. And so uh, I'd only been out there for about a, maybe a month or two, and uh, some of my family came to visit, and it was uh, it was getting dark. Uh, it was pro- well, it was dark. It was probably about 8:30 at night. And my, my dad, my brother and me were standing in the backyard chatting and, uh, no one near this chair and it just started swinging. And I don't mean like the wind blew it. I mean, the thing probably weighs like 30 or 40 pounds. It's, it's steel. And like it, I mean, I'm talking like someone like from standing still to someone giving it a nice, good push. It just, woof, just started swinging like a pendulum, you know?
0: Now, do you think magnets were at play? No, here? We don't know. How I, don't,
1: I don't know what it was. This is unexplainable. This is like, that's the best way I could put it. My dad and my brother, they have a little bit of a different worldview than me. And they were immediately going, yeah, you have a haunted house. That's ghosts, you know, and I, and I don't want to go there. But if I've ever seen anything that looks like a ghost story, that would be it. The chair just started swinging. And, and I got a call from the landlord about a week later or from, from her son, actually, uh, who used to live in the house. And he said, hey, I heard you saw the ghost. And he starts telling me about uh, pots flying off the shelf uh, when he lived there, bowls turning over uh, just randomly, things like that, which I, I never experienced any of that kind of stuff moving forward. Oh, but I did have one thing that was kind of unique. That was every every night around 1 a.m., uh, I would hear a sound like a like a loud electrical noise, you know, like power lines shorting right, out or right. something. But there were no power lines around me. And it would it would come from a different location. Uh, like sometimes it sounded like it was coming from out in front of the house, very close. Sometimes it sounded like really far back away from the house. But yeah, every night around one a.m., I would just hear this loud electrical screech sound.
0: Well, it's funny, you know. One time, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember this. We had this whole conversation about what are ghosts. Yeah. And I had a theory on what ghosts are, and my theory is this: I I do, I think there's some belief in the scientific community the legitimate scientific community of parallel universes multiple universes multiverse okay. right and if we are to believe that time is a flat circle and so all moments in time are not linear but happening simultaneously constantly infinitely and that not only is one timelines each frame of of a timeline happening simultaneously infinitely but there are infinite ver- like alternate versions of that timeline all with its own individual pieces of time playing out in you know uh inter- right. playing out uh consistently um simultaneously infinitely that's a lot of content it's a lot of data let's just think about like a like a VHS tape sure sure right? yeah or the, if the fabric of, of the fabric of space and time has just this infinite amount of data constantly being recorded and re-recorded and re-recorded and re-recorded over top of one another, I think that just like with a VHS tape, if you were to re- use a VHS tape and record over it enough times, there gets to be this phenomenon called a bleed, wherein an image from a previous recording stays around even though you've technically recorded over it. And I think that sometimes when we experience ghosts. What that could be is a little bit of bleed between the multiverse. Okay. So mm-hmm. maybe what you were experiencing was in a different alternate timeline, right? A different alternate universe. Someone sat and swung on that screen. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And only a version of it bled into this. Uh, bled into this. It's like you're getting a glimpse into another universe.
1: Well, that is pretty freaky stuff, man. And I... I don't know uh, how solid our science is on the Grindhouse podcast, but sure, it's better than the explanation of a dead person just coming back over to play in the swing. Uh, right. So I don't know. Yeah, but that happened. So that was a thing. I, I have another tale, though, that uh, is yeah, not a ghost ahead. story. It's a um, just a really fucked up story. Part of my language. But um I
0: Matt, I constantly cuss on this podcast. I, oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, I asked you earlier before the show if you remember when the person died out in front of my house uh, when we were about 18 No, I don't and remember you, that. Yeah, at you, how old were you? We were about eighteen. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was oh, okay. shortly after I met you. Um, I was, uh, I had a friend over, and uh, it was, it was, it was actually, it was my parents' house. We were still living at home, and uh, I had a friend over, and this was in Flower Bluff, Texas, and uh, we kind, of, we kind of lived on this dead end. And uh, it was, uh, in, it wasn't in a bad part of the town, but like Flower Bluff is just kind of known for having some interesting characters for sure, you know?
0: Right, right. It's the Florida of Texas.
1: Yeah, good point. Good, good, good way to say that. Good. Uh, so we, uh, we des- uh, we were going to go visit my girlfriend. She was working at the Subway sandwich shop on the island, and we decided to um, go see her and see if we get some free sandwiches. So we walked outside, and there was. You know, I'm on the dead end of the street and uh, parked in the corner of the yard kind of on the other side of my driveway. Basically, it was a big yard. So but so this there's this car and right. uh, we can't it's, it's getting dark. We can't really see inside. The windows are kind of fogged up. You can see they have the interior lights on. It looks like there's like a white person inside, but. Mm-hmm. And uh, JC my friend goes should we go talk to him and I'm thinking man no it's probably some weird bluff rat in there doing who knows what uh, let's just leave it right. you know because well, that's what you do in the bluff you don't you don't approach
0: yeah you stay out of trouble
1: yeah you don't if something's weird going on you just walk around it because it you don't want to become part of some bluff rat's story basically so uh, exactly. so we left and we went you know and we got and we got those free sandwiches we wanted. I mean, which is really the point which, of the story. End of story. It was amazing because what happened someone had ordered a uh, six foot long party sub and oh. uh, she forgot to give them the other three feet of the sub. So we, we actually got th- a free three foot sub. Brilliant. That was amazing. And that would be an amazing story if it ended there. But it didn't. So we ate some of the sub, and then we came back. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about this giant free sandwich. But we—that uh, was so—that was the high point of the night. Because when we came back, there were fire trucks, police cars, detectives in my front yard, and that car was—I don't know how to describe it. It—it it looked like it had been at the bottom of some bonfire for two days in a row. It was, I mean, it was gone. It was a cinder, man. It was just this black smoking pile where there used to be a car. The ground around it was all burnt up. Uh, You couldn't even recognize what kind of car it used to be. And uh, apparently, there was a corpse inside. There was not just one corpse inside. There was yeah a dead woman was inside with her pets. She had... Oh, no. Yeah, we we had to talk to a detective, tell him what we what we knew, how, what we saw before. And uh, in the end...
0: So you you might have caught it like right as she was lighting the flame?
1: We could have... Or, yeah, who knows? If we would have got involved, maybe we would have like saved this person or maybe we would have got Or like, it might have exploded. We could have... Yeah, we could have... It could have exploded and killed us or maybe she had a weapon and we could have got stabbed or so, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: so scary, <laughs> this is a This
1: was a person at the end of the rope, apparently. Cause the, the, I mean, according to the police, it ended up being a suicide. And uh, what she had done is she had... Driven out to the end of the road. She had her dogs in the back seat, And I don't know if they were alive at the time or what was the status of everything. But she had all her pets in the car right. with her. And she had some uh, full cans of gasoline in the car with her. And when oh, she was ready, she just lit everything up and, and just went out that way.
0: That's entirely, entirely scary. I mean, I'm almost... Listen people want to check out, that's their business, but I'm a little, I'm, I'm mostly bummed about the, the pets, the dogs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, maybe you know she what? had that Egyptian belief that you can take them with you to the other side. Su- I don't know, man. Maybe I mean, so. who knows what maybe was going so. on? This could have been a crazy person. Who knows what it was. I mean, we never really found out any more of the mystery. It's just one of those, one of those messed up things that just happened in like weird lower income suburbs, you know, or,
0: well, it's funny. I was watching a, a sort of a, an analysis of twin peaks and was talking about David Lynch, you know, and he was talking about when he lived in Philadelphia, the sort of experience that he had living in this rough city and the crime being around you and and dark, and dark things like that. And I think there's a lot of value into what he said afterward, which is like it's those experiences that really showed him bright, light, positive stuff in life. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, true. that balance was necessary, you know, um, because it's through those things, it's through those dark experiences that you Appreciate, And this, not to be too glib about it, but, like, you appreciate that free sandwich, right? You appreciate that because things have really gone dire for you. Like, you could have walked up, and she's got cans of gasoline. That thing's probably exploding. Yeah. You know, you could charge a glass at the very minimum, you know? Like, that story could just be ending in a totally different way. And, yes, it might be something as simple as, like, yeah, we saw me and a friend went to see another friend, and we had some tasty food. But, like, how much more do you appreciate that knowing what could have happened.
1: You're, you're absolutely right. Cause what we thought was a fogged up window with interior lights on could have been a car full of smoke of with smoke. a, with a flame yeah. burning. Yeah. So who knows what, what kind of danger we were actually in. Cause we weren't gone that long, man. I mean, right. like I said, maybe an hour, hour and a half. And when we came back, the scene, it was, it was a whole new scene. I had never seen anything like it.
0: Yeah. Creepy. You know, I, 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 I was remembering that there's, I do have another ghost story All right. to share with you. Um, Hopefully it cleanses the palate a little bit. But uh, this is actually, this is also a real event that occurred. Um, When I was a young boy, my my father took me into the city to see a marching band. And he he said to me, you know, son, when you grow up, would you be the savior of the broken, the beaten, and the damned? And he said, will you defeat them, your demons, and all the non-believers, the plans that they've made? Because one day I'll leave you a phantom to lead you in the summer to join the Black Parade. Are you done? <laughs> Let's go to the mailbag. <laughs> Questions from the Sam Blair asks Since you've done a bracket for best horror
1: movie, will you do it with other genres like comedy or action? I I love the idea of an action one. I think that would be a lot of fun. There's a lot of really cool action movies out there, and it's it's hard sometimes to find the good ones because uh, there's a lot of shit great. in that category. So yeah, I'd, I'd be down for that.
0: Yeah, I think we might give it a bit because it does take several weeks to sort of do. But maybe when we start getting into like you know like for basketball for college basketball they do March Madness. Maybe maybe we'll do something like that. Maybe in the spring we'll do we'll do another tournament for the greatest action film of all time. If you guys like that idea, if you guys you guys were so great about being a part of it and. Voting every day. Like, we love the interactions. So, yeah, let's, we'll figure something out. We'll do some cool version of that and let you guys figure it out. I think action's a good one. I think that's a good, good suggestion. Jason Z asks, What are your top five vampire movies? Hmm. So this is kind of dovetails off of the question from last week. Last week, we were asked what our favorite vampire film is. This week, Jason is insatiable. He wants to know our top five vampire movies. So we could do this two ways. We could either individually try to think of five vampire movies that we love, or we could create a grindhouse top five vampire movies of all time.
1: Well, I guess uh, the one and two slots are filled with Bram Stoker's Dracula and uh, Let the Right One In
0: because those were our
1: favorites last week.
0: Uh, no, it was uh, The Lost Boys and Let the Right One
1: In. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, but now, okay, so here's the question for you. Do we do we add in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula or do we put in Bram Stoker's
1: dracula uh, i say I,
0: it's a that's a coin <laughs> toss for me
1: i'm gonna have to see bam stroker's dracula first I, i'm not as familiar with it as you are <laughs> and then we'll see
0: um but so what other movies what other movies could go on our top uh, grindhouse top five of uh, vampire horror movies uh
1: i've kind of like blade Honestly, I think that was Blade a really, cool. really cool movie. Yeah, a really cool vampire movie. Blade's
0: very cool. We, we've given a lot of conversation. I don't want to get into it anymore about Marvel movies or not Marvel movies or what's cinema and what's not cinema. Jason Zini, who asked this question, has some very strong opinions on Marvel movies being the cat's pajamas. But yeah, I agree. Blade really started that whole movement in a lot of ways. I mean, sure, you could look at Superman and you could look at Batman 89, but but Blade was a Marvel film that was really cool, took an obscure character and found a really strong audience and really launched a genre of more serious-themed superhero movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I want to. I want to toss in sort of a dark horse. Uh, it's a little bit different. Do you remember the Jim Carrey movie Once Bitten?
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh, it was kind of like a romantic vampire comedy, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, with Faye Dunaway, I believe, and uh, J- Jim Carrey, James Carrey, I think at the time. Yeah, James Carrey. He's a. Um, he works at some fast food restaurant and he gets, he's got the, he's got the girlfriend and he, it's all, it's all an analogy for like you know, sex for the first time, but he, um, he's a virgin. And so he gets mixed up in this sort of elite party and Faye Dunaway is this, this sort of a, a countess of a sort of Elizabeth Bathory type, but she bites him between the thighs to like, uh, so he's sort of like a half vampire, but she hasn't finished the job yet, you know? And, um, hijinks ensue let's just put it that way
1: yeah it was uh, i like that it was one of those movies that uh let you know that becoming a vampire is gonna you're you're not gonna be a nerd anymore you can't be a vampire and a nerd in that film because i remember he that's right like he started getting slick his hair back slick hair cool 80s suits uh you just it's like there's a whole package that comes with being a vampire uh i think i i could even imagine that uh blade may have experienced that um I know he was born a half-vampire, but I imagine, like... So he was always kind of Yeah, cool. when, he, when he went through vampire puberty, he probably sort you know, kind of dropped out of the Deep Space Nine fan club and started, like, playing less yeah. video games and D&D and started getting more into, like, he had, girls. He had the cool
0: and, haircut, you know? He had, like, the Z kind of cut yeah, in. Yeah,
1: he was born with that look, right?
0: So the les- the lesson of the story is that if you want to be cool, you need to find yourself a vampire, you need to drink their blood and become a vampire yourself. And then automatically... All the nerdy things about you, like thinking Marvel movies are better than Scorsese (laughs) or Coppola movies, will all melt away. You'll slick your hair back, and you'll be part of the Cool Kids Club. You're listening to the Grindhouse
1: Podcast on the Spooky Scaring Network. Please follow us on Instagram at Grindhouse Podcast,
0: and listen to us every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, and now on Spotify.